Happy New Year, and welcome to episode 10 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglin. This week, we'll preview tomorrow night's UFC 195 card as Robbie Lawler looks to defend his welterweight title, taking on Carlos Condon in the main event. We've got some MMA news as the UFC released some fighters this week, and we'll close out the show discussing our list of the best of 2015. Happy New Year, Dave. As to you, my friend. It's good to be back. And it's first show of 2016. Yeah. How did uh, how did your your 2015 end last night? Uh, pretty good. You know, played a show here at the Ski Town Tavern. Mm-hmm. Got a delicious burrito to start 2016. So man, I'm jealous of that. That's oh, that's God, how you man. start 2016 with a huge cheesy, beautifully oh, perfect, extremely perfectly cooked burrito. Couldn't ask for a better oh. way to start, man. Uh, yeah, it was good. We had a good crowd, a lot of fun. They were excellent, rowdy and raucous by ten o'clock when we started. So, and I was, uh, I, I, I didn't do nothing this year. I stayed at home. I was, I was nursing this bum shoulder. I didn't want to go out in it. Yeah, I don't and like uh, you know, I tried to drive a couple places within in the sling and. And, you know, we're in Michigan, Muskegon folks, think it's a little nasty around here, the roads do. Oh, yeah. So it was impossible to drive with just one hand. So I stayed home, I grabbed a little green medicine, you know, <laughs> I lit that up a little bit, and I came into the new year with a little haze on, so. That's, that's another good way to, I did it the way, similar way I did it myself, so. <laughs> I brought it in the best way I knew how with Diaz, what I could do. The Diaz way. <laughs> I think they would be proud. I, I think they would have approved, definitely. So, I didn't do much, I uh, but I enjoyed it. I stayed home, stayed safe, and, and I kept tabs on, you know, I had about a, uh, a half dozen friends out there I messaged, and and uh, I knew if they, that they had a track record of not driving responsibly. Yeah. You know, and I, didn't, I just wanted to make sure that they didn't make this another year of of bad choices. That's good. And so, shout-outs to the guys here in Muskegon at uh, First Assured Bail Bonds. Yeah, bail, First Assured Bail Bonds. Offering the free ride home. I yes. Mean, that was a great one. Not just in Muskegon. And, and, and Kent and County Ottawa and Ottawa County. County as well, yeah. So that was awesome. Yeah. Awesome of those guys to do that, man. Because you know, uh, guy, uh, First Assured Bail Bonds is a company that, you know, they're, they they work off of getting people out of jail and and, and that's where they make their money and they did something to prevent it all entirely. Yeah, on one of the busiest bar nights of the year. Yeah. And, Big night for cops to just start off a new year with a bang, loading the jail cells up with people. So, that's, that's awesome job on their part. Pays their wage for the year. Yeah, exactly. Who knows <laughs> to first sure bail bonds? So, excellent company. If you are never ever in any trouble in the Muskegon Kent County Auto area, call them. They will do everything they can to make it right for you. That's right. So uh, the UFC is getting ready to start uh, 2016 off with a bang. Yes, you know? yes. It's a, yeah. What a hell of a card to pick first, up. You first know? card of the year. It's a great card. It's not being talked about much. No, I think they blew their wad in the, in the, uh, the go big, go yeah, long stuff where they had so many big cards coming up to go and, 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 you know, all the way up through Connor. And, uh, they finally just said, I need a break. We're going to have another fight, but we're just not going to say anything yeah, about it. We're going to do it. It's really been quiet. <laughs> yeah, very quiet. They've been doing self promotion pretty well. Um, but that doesn't, that's not on remotely close to the scale of when the machine of the UFC gets behind you and does their promotion. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be really surprised or interested to, to see what the uh, the numbers of buys and stuff are going to be for tomorrow night. Yeah, I got a bad feeling it's not going to be very No, good. it's not going to be their best sold pay per view. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it. It's, it's a good card. I am too. Fight wise, I think it's amazing. I, I will see it, but 
you know, it's time of year considered too. Is you know, there was a lot of big pay per views recently, and we're just uh, just past the new year and the uh, holiday season. People right. are you know, pockets are a little light right now. And, oh, they're they're saving yeah. up. They always go really big on that uh, Super Bowl card in February. So, right, and that's yep. Kane and is that Kane? That's Kane and Verdum. Verdum, yeah, yeah. So. This is still, you know, for for if someone misses this card because they can't see it, it's it's, it's going to be a big bummer for them because these guys are going to fight. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a fight where you don't have to worry about it being a boring one. Mm-mm. No, not at all. I mean the two the two main I mean the main event itself are two guys that love to stand and trade. So yeah, let's get right into what it. What the hell? Man. Let's get into it. We're talking about it. Let's just do it. Uh, main event, we got Ruthless Robbie Lawler trying to defend his welterweight title against uh, number four, Carlos Condit. The natural born The natural born killer. killer, man. And that he is. He is a dangerous, dangerous dude. I don't ever remember. Does he come out to Dre and Cube's natural born killer? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But that would be so perfect. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what, a, what a great song that would be to walk out to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've noticed ever that. I don't think, I don't think I, I don't think I paid attention close enough no, I mean, to know, but uh, I will this week. Exactly. <laughs> I will now that I said it. Um, so this has got the potential for a, a, a war. Yeah, Carlos Condit is, is one of the guys that he is really big. It's not, I don't want to call it yoga because it's not yoga, but he has, this, it's extreme stretching. Yeah. He wants to be the most limber he thinks he thinks, and Conor McGregor's got this down as well. Um, the, the the guy with the most fluid movement is the guy that's going to win, right? Constantly, and it's not necessarily about your strength. It's not necessarily about your speed. It's about your fluidity, yeah, and, and how you can move into the angles and outside and be and, and move like water and, and be completely uh, with, with without bounds when it comes to stretching. Carlos Condit's another purveyor of that, and that's what makes him. To me, that's what makes him extremely dangerous. Yeah, it's his striking, his unique striking he does. He's not just a guy that, a traditional striker with no. big punches. He's elbows coming from strange angles yes. and, and things very a la John Jones. Right, right. On a smaller scale. On a much smaller scale. I, I get it, though. I get it. You know, he's um, you know he's got knee fin- flying knee finishes where uh, Yeah. Insane, different. It's just everything's different. He, he has a weapon at every angle. He and he's a fighter from distance. He doesn't he, right. He, he's not the guy that you want to try to close the distance on because he will he'll knock you out coming in. But at the same time, the he, champion is a oh my god. He's 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 so strong for his size and he is so accurate for tenacious. his size and he, he is a bulldog yeah man. He, he's just a tenacious little bulldog he doesn't stop at all ever I mean as proof of that last fight with Rory he was losing he was losing the fight he had a third lip split for oh, him yeah his face was you know completely cut from his nose down to his his lip was sliced Literally in half. half. Yeah, yeah. He had three, he had three lips going on in the uh, two in the upper and one in the lower. It was pretty. So that, 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 you know, your arm or your face doesn't get split in half like that by a knife or something from a street fight. Some dude punched his face in half. Yeah. Some uh, another guy's you know? hand <laughs> made that happen. I'm I'm excited for this fight. I, Very much so. It's it's a, one of those fights that's extremely tough to call. Uh, Robbie Robbie's so good on his feet and a strong wrestler, but 
I don't know if taking it to the ground is anywhere near in the, in the game plan for him against Carlos. I don't know if that's what you want to do. I don't see this one being much on the ground. If they do, it'll be a little scramble, just try to, yeah. to do something. But um, I see this 75% on the feet, if not more. Um, and it's I'm not saying this because I don't think Carlos kind of can do it. I just don't think it's Robbie's time to lose his belt. I think Robbie. I think Robbie retains in another Rory-like war because he's going to take some damage from Carlos Condit. And I, and I kind of actually am on the opposite end. I, I, I think Carlos is going to win this fight. I, I think. No, that would be awesome. It really would. I think it's going to be a very much a war like the last one, but the difference being that Condit is a better striker than Rory McDonald. Oh yeah, he's more. He's more. And he's more seasoned as well. He's a, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he went five with George. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was the interim title holder for a while. I yeah. Mean, he knows so, what it's like to be up there. He knows, I mean, I don't think, uh, Carl, I, I, I mean, I don't discount him from winning this belt. No, no. At all. And I and yeah. the same way, I won't be surprised at all if Robbie retains it. He's, he's a great champion, and, and I don't think that I would have any shock whatsoever of him retaining the title, but Carlos, I just if they're gonna go toe to toe like he wanted to do and did with with Rory, I don't think it's gonna end the same way. The way that Rory was able to precisely pepper him and strike him, not yeah. even going up against a guy who's bigger, stronger, more precise, uh, better angles, better more, angle. more weapons. His knees are forget about it. Yeah, and I, I just think that's the X factor that is gonna overcome Robbie. Well, that would be. Bobby's heart always comes through, so it's it's a tough one to call. But I'm I'm gonna lean towards Carlos. That would be another new champ. Yeah, first one of 2016. First fight, new champ. Would that be something? (laughs) I mean, the trend (laughs) the trend that we've been on lately it won't it won't shock me. No, no, not at all. That's true. Um, either way, you know what? Great. It's gonna be great. Uh, I can't wait for the fight tomorrow night. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a very exciting night of fights. Right, the co-main event right here: Stipe Miocic and Andre Arlovski. I don't winner. expect much pretty. No, to come out of this. Not a lot fight. of technique. <laughs> I just hope. Uh, I hope it's not a boring fight like Andre and Mir was. Yeah, I agree. I would. I would rather have a round war like. Arlovsky and Brown, or in, uh, yeah, and Travis Brown, where they just beat the hell out of each other, right. for, and then a boring ass fight where they just avoid each other for three rounds, like you did with Frank Neer. And yeah. I don't think Stipe is going to let that happen either. But look at our, look at what Arlovsky has managed to put together very, very quietly. Six fights, is it? Yeah, number put himself to number two ranked heavyweight in the world. I think he's on like a five or six fight win streak. Unbelievable, and he's been doing like I said, he's been very quiet. No very. One's, no one's talked about the former champ, how he's he's come together. It's not a four. Yeah, four fight. My my bad. You know, Antonio Silva, Brendan Schaub, Travis Brown, and, and Frank Mir. I mean. Yeah, not a bad way to to kick off a streak. No, it's not a bad list of people at all to win against. So, uh, it's a tough. This is going to be a tough fight for Andre. He's Stipe is a much better striker than Frank. Definitely not the threat on the ground, but he he plays right into, into Andre's kitchen as far as the strength 
goes striking and, and power. Yeah, and you know what? And Andre's got a... He's fighting with the mission lately. He's, I he's don't know been revitalized ever, yeah. since he, ever since he ended up with Jackson Winklejohn. Which... Gosh, what a great camp for him. Yeah, I mean, that's where him, Carlos, got two Jackson Winklejohn fighters in the main event and co-main event tonight, or tomorrow night, so... Which, you know, we're doing the a best of situation uh, at the end of our cards tonight when we get to talking, and that was one area I never put down, never thought to put down. What is camp of the year? You know, think about that when we get to the end. Yeah, the... You know what I mean? It's, I never thought to, to do that one, so let's think about that towards mm-hmm. the end. Because Winkle John and Jackson have been yeah. on a tear. Very. You know, their fighters have come out... Their fighters have come out a lot better than they were when they came in. Definitely. And that's that's the sign of a great camp. Well, so Great strategist and a good striking coach. On top of everything else that they got. I think Andre wins. You're picking Andre for this I, one. I, I think he continues on his tear. I think he finally gets his his shot of, of redemption against the belt. That he, that point he won't win. But um, with this one, yes. I give him the nod. I'm uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and pick Stipe. Okay. I think Stipe catches him in the late first, early parts of the second, maybe. Clips him with with a big hand and puts him to sleep. Stipe's number three. It's not like he's a, a sleeper in the fight. No, or anything, no, you know but I, mean? I think a lot of people are kind of you know in the same boat you are. Mm-hmm. Just watching what Andres quietly been yeah. putting together and. Um, Being a former champ of his own, and yep. I, uh, I I just think other than the Travis Brown fight, though, really, I haven't been impressed with Andres. The uh, Brendan yeah. Schaub win was controversial. He, I don't think he won that fight. I think Schaub won it. The Mir fight was terrible. That was bad. That I was mean, his last fight. Other than Travis Brown. He was impressive, but then you also got to factor in that your co- his coaching staff knew everything about Travis Brown. Yeah, having coached him for so long. So right. I don't know, man. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with Stipe. I think he puts him out. Good. This is actually the fight I'm probably most excited about. Lorenz Larkin isn't he the last guy to last guy to be Lawler or? His, what was this? His first fight in, he beat Robbie Lawler. Uh, his last fight in Strike Force. Like, oh yeah, back all the way back in Strike yeah, Force. Yeah, it's last. I remember. I knew it was a guy that that took Robbie. Um, when Lorenz Larkin, our next fight uh, coming up, when he was in Strike Force, he beat Robbie, and then he had big. Plans from coming. Oh, I'd be Robbie Lawler, and then he dropped. Yeah, he came in. Yeah, yeah. came in. Came in with a lot of hype, and and didn't do well right off the bat, and gets a win over Kamozi. Loses a couple in a row to Brunson, and and Custis Philippou, who at the time was on a tear, and Brunson. But then he's put together two solid wins. I mean, two big performance of the nights. Two knockouts. Yeah, took out took out Doomsday Howard. That was John's first loss in the UFC, I believe, after he was on a little bit of a run. And uh, Santiago 
Yep, that's it. So two, both of these guys are actually coming off their last fights. Have both been performance of the night. Uh, yeah, Albert Tumanoff is. God, his last fight was a. Albert Tumanoff is a tough, tough guy. Yeah, both these guys are gonna just stand. I mean, they're sixty-nine and sixty-three percent KOs, only thirty-one percent decisions, no subs. So it's. This fight's not going to the ground. No, and their, their stats are virtually the same in the tail of tape. Height, yeah. weight, and, and inch reach. On Accuracy, the side, strikes landed per minute, strikes absorbed, defense. Like, I mean, everything's the pretty much the same. They don't take down each anybody. Point two two and a point four takedown average. So this fight's just going to be a stand-up They're going to brawl, yeah. These guys like to KO people, and, and, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm excited for this fight. Cannot wait to watch these guys. Look at their wins and losses: sixteen two, sixteen and four. Yeah, you know everything about these two is like identical. It's like they've written their own, their own way, but their own way has been the same way as the other. Yeah. Um, I I don't. If if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be honest here, um, whichever guy that I pick in this case is a guess. Yeah, there's no. I I can't tell you one guy has the advantage over the other, so that's why I'm gonna pick him. Um. Wow. It's, it's, this is a tough fight to call because it's just going to be two guys yeah. that are going to stand in there and throw. And who lands that lucky shot? Not lucky shot, but who is the lucky Times, one to yeah. land that shot first? You know, when, I'm, when I was reading over these two, doing notes for the show, I was, I was torn because I'm like, I don't know who to pick. No. I don't know who I got. You know, I got Tumanov's record over here on one side on one side of my monitor, and the other side I got uh, uh, Larkin. I'm like, man, everything is it's so similar. It's so it's so much the same that I don't I couldn't you know. And obviously, if I was a trainer like Wiggledown or someone, he would look and say, "There's the weakness." Yep. I'm not that good. No, I don't. I, exactly. <laughs> it's it's whose chin's going to be the strongest? Yeah. Honestly. These guys both have dynamite in their hands. Um, you know what, I, I, but I have to pick someone, and through all my study and all my work, I, I'm going to go with uh, Albert Tumanoff. Albert Tumanoff, okay, yep. yeah. I, I that see was his, my pick as well. I love his toughness, I love his chin, I love his tenacity, and that's not to say that Larkin doesn't have the same, it's just... who Who's going to fall first? I think Tumanoff is going to create that, that perfect distance and hit that one shot that makes all the difference. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be one shot that makes the difference. Yeah. Yeah. No. These guys are going to both... Nobody's walking out of this fight un, unscathed. I'm really excited for this fight. Uh, to me, this is... Uh, uh, it's got fight of the night written all yeah, over it. If, yeah. If Lawler and Condon don't steal it, this fight this has got fight, fight of the night. Absolutely. I love it when they when they put guys... I don't know if they you know if they planned it like this or if they studied it like this or if it was just two guys that someone else was injured so they got thrown together by accident, but... Whatever, whatever reason that these two were put together, they were put together for a reason. Yep. And they were they were bound and destined to be fighting each other on, the, on this card. And I love it. I absolutely love this fight. And I'm looking forward yeah, to it great, a lot. Yeah, great job by Joe Silva and Sean Shelby putting this fight together for, for the fans. Yeah. They're not big names. No, you know, no. You but they're going to go out there and they're going to right. perform. And it's going to be one of the fights that everyone's talking about at the end of the night. For a card that's just not getting any discussion, I think this is the catalyst to set something off. I mean, you know, Robbie Robbie's fights are always talked about after oh, the yeah. fact, sure. but I, I think this is going to be the one that a lot of people are looking back on. Wow, the that, sleeper. The sleeper of the card, yep. for sure. 
for sure. So uh, Diego Brando and Brian Ortega. And uh, Brando, uh, I don't think he's lost since Connor. I think he's on a. Yeah, he's he's, he's, yep, last he's put together Connor. a couple wins since his loss to uh, he had back to back losses Connor and Dustin Poirier back to back first round TKOs yeah <laughs> so but he's put together two first round wins of TKOs since then. yeah no that's so that's what I meant I actually I wasn't well, I, I didn't even notice the losses I was oh. the wins, but yeah <laughs> he, so yeah in fact for two so he doesn't he doesn't like to fight long no uh, clearly he's either gonna win or lose he's ready to get in and in get it out minutes. and get paid. <laughs> You don't get paid by the hour. Exactly. So a couple wins, a couple losses, performance of the night, not bad on him. Um, but Diego Brando's always a dangerous fighter. Yes. You know, despite who he's, you know, maybe he did have a loss to Conor McGregor, big deal. Oh, and a loss to Dustin Poirier. I mean, again, two of, at that time, I mean, one of the better guys in 145. Now Poirier's going up to 55. And you got this newcomer uh, who hasn't lost yet, but, he's, you know, he's had... A no contest, which ended up being a round one overturned win for him. Yep. And then win over... Tiago uh, Tavares. Yeah. Tiago Tavares. KO in third round. So he's he's not got a lot of UFC experience, but uh, he is an und- basically an undefeated... He's won no contest. Yeah. He's an undefeated fighter, but he's a relative unknown. A young kid. Uh, uh, it's hard for me... Um, Without seeing him on this scale, you know, you can, you can, I, I, I'd watch tape of him and smaller scale stuff, but none of that really plays out when you get to the big game. Exactly. You know, a lot of different X factors, uh, for the coin you phrased earlier, happen in the big game, uh, from preparation to walking that aisle to the UFC fans who are much more rowdy than, than anywhere else. A uh, bigger scale, I mean, you fight in front of 150 fans and friends, that's cool, but when you get in front of 12,000 people, right. 8,000 people in, in uh, Mandalay Bay or wherever Especially it be. Especially if you get any Brazilian fans in there. Oh, forget it. And Brazilian or Irish fans, if they're in the, if they're in the crowd, Tell it's over. you are going to die. <laughs> and then you, and also the fact that you're going in there against a guy who's been in there with the best of the best. Yes, and has beaten you know a laundry list of tremendous fighters and, and, and uh, Diego Brando. I don't feel good for Ortega retaining his undefeated streak. No, I, think, I don't think that O's going to um, stick around. I think he takes a loss. I think he needs to take a loss here because without one, he's going to uh, they're going to keep pro- propelling him into waters that he's not prepared for, and he's going to end up getting beaten really bad by a, a much much more advanced fighter. Um, Maybe he and maybe he steps up. It's his night. And it he, is he, his night, you know. And he shows, and and you know, you beat a guy like if he beats a guy like Diego Brando, it's great. That's that shows. Okay, you're ready to, to take game. that step. Okay, yeah, you're ready to take that step to the next level of of fighter and so, improve yourself more. But Brando was playing Ortega's gatekeeper at this point. At this point, I would say so. He's not a gatekeeper fighter. No, but he's definitely a gatekeeper for for Ortega to to reach up yeah, to the next level. Definitely. Um, and I don't think Ortega necessarily has to win this fight to show that he's game. You know, no, just a good he performance. Can, he too. can get out there and he can win a couple rounds and he can throw him around and he can, you know, show that he's dominant winning. If he gets caught and loses, yeah, it, or he a, still does good for himself. Or a close decision loss. Sure, you know, that definitely that definitely does more for you than a 
a first round KO. Absolutely. Diego Brandau leaves you sleeping on the canvas. Uh, but I don't. I, I think at the end of the day, Brando pulls the victory out. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going um, with Brando as well. And, Taking that uh, vet, UFC veteran. Good luck for to Ortega. He's a young kid. I always like to see young kids yeah. come in and do new stuff. So. And then the uh, the final uh, the first fight of the main card, I should say, not our final fight. Yeah, the, the opening fight. Opening fight, Abel Trio taking on Tony Sims. Abel Trio uh, coming off a couple of losses to Tony Ferguson and then uh, Clayson Tebow, trying yeah, to get back in the in the win column. I mean, not not two guys to you know be ashamed of losing to definitely, no. but. The, the loss of Tony Ferguson was legit, but that loss to Gleason T-Ball was garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he wasn't in any kind of problem. He was transitioning from, I think it was the rear naked. He was moving his head over, and right as he was coming to pop his head out, the ref called it. Yep, that was. I do remember that. That, that was, was a, bad. Oh man, One that of was those a controversially steal. terrible stoppages that we get way too often. Unbelievable! I, I couldn't believe it. I, I I read a lot of Dana White saying I couldn't believe it. You know, I heard a lot of other fighters saying I couldn't believe it because it was just a it was an all around bad call. He was in no danger. He was escaping the hold, and he got called out for that one. And it was it was garbage. Um, I know it's a loss on his record, but it really shouldn't but be. Still, yeah, nonetheless. But so it's there. It is there. Um, so, what do you think about it? Is this going to be the fight that Trio gets back on the winning streak? I think he is coming in here with a huge. Chip on his shoulder, pissed off at that last one. Not gonna let it uh, even let himself be put in that position again. Two and guys that like to stand and bang. I mean, Tony Sims with an eighty-three percent KO rating. Yeah, and Tony Sims um, again, relative newcomer. Yeah, uh, uh, only win against uh, Creepy uh, Steve Montgomery Steve. back at <laughs> UFC Fight Night in June. Yeah, it took a loss. That was, I think, the Machida Yoel Romero fight or fight night. Then uh, he lost again in August. Yeah. So he's one and one here, and now he's got Abel Trujillo. Not, not who I want to. I, I no, and he's got Abel Trujillo that's not coming in happy. Yeah, coming in motivated because he knows he's got something to prove and he wants to get back. I have bad news for Sims because I see bad intentions from Abel. I think Abel's going to put him out in the first round. I do too. I don't think it's going to last. He's, he's going he's gonna to make a statement and oh get my it over gosh. Really quick. That poor kid. Is Abel, Abel is exactly what his nickname says. He is a killer. He is, absolutely. Yeah, he I is. mean, the guy's jacked. And he knows how to use it. Yep. Great power in his hands. Unbelievable. Um, I feel bad for Tony Sims in this fight. It's going to definitely be a quick night for Mr. Sims. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, that's not the guy I want to look across the cage at, man. No, you know, he's just, on a regular, on a, just a regular fight, he's he's not someone I want to look at. And I know, I know for a fact, coming off that loss, he's going to be extremely. He just looks like violent. a violent Doberman, just ready to d- d- attack somebody, man. It's. That's a scary dude to have Even, yeah. locked if, in the cage if guys, If you guys go to UFC's webpage and you look at the fight card breakdown, go look at Abel Trujillo. He does not look like he's a man to be trifled with. No. No. Not the guy you want to be in a dark alley with at all. Not on my side, maybe, yes. Yeah, I would love to have him <laughs> watching my back, but I definitely don't want to have him pissed off. So in the FS1 prelims... Uh, 
Returning to the cage for the first time in two years, Michael Mayday McDonald will be headlining in that coveted FS1 prelim spot against uh, Masanori Kanahara. God, I practiced this. Kanihara. Kanihara. I tried to practice this one, and I thought I had it. <laughs> and, of course, as soon as the mic starts rolling, it's, I, over. it's over with. Just for the record, I, I, I practice and read about... 10, 12 hours a week to get the stuff right. As soon as the, the mic comes on, it goes blank. Yep. It's over. It's, it's over. <laughs> so Mr. McDonald's coming back into the cage. It's been a while. Uh, I haven't seen him fight since CJ was... Well, his last fight 14. was against Uriah Faber. Uh, back in 2013. So he's, uh, he's he's been off for quite a while. I think it was an injury of some sort, but I don't exactly remember the details. So, it's exciting to have Michael back. I know he's he's one of those fighters that uh, has the ability to put on a good fight. He's had some good showings. Doesn't, I mean, it's got wins win, loss, win, loss, yeah. win, loss. He, doesn't, well, I mean, he, you know, he went four rounds with Brow before he impressive. got Impressive. You know, at the time, at that time in 13, I think Brow was the number one or number two or number three. One of the top well, three. The top three pound for yeah. pounds, yeah. I think uh, Aldo and, and John Jones were ahead of him. So I think yeah. it was three as a pound for pound fighter in the world. And you go four rounds with that, that's that's impressive. Win, lose, or draw. Miguel Angel Torres got a KO over him, the former WEC fighter. Uh, Brad Pickett won on two submission, his last win before losing to Faber. So I, I'm excited to see Michael back. I want to see what he's if he can, you know, pick up where he left off a little bit with 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 that. Uh, Kadihari. Uh, he beat Alex Caceres. Yeah, he's got a win over Caceres. I do remember that fight. Well, you're on Yaha. Oh, Ronnie Yaha. They, uh, uh, with a loss, so he's you know one and one in the UFC. Do you uh, so? What do you see going on in this fight between him and McDonald? Not much. No, you think not a lot. Um, you think this is a good tune-up fight for McDonald coming back in? More or less, I think McDonald's gonna have his way and show that he's he's better on his feet on the ground. Um, it's, I mean, excuse me, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I don't, I think uh, on his feet, he definitely has the advantage. Uh, he's a bigger, stronger fighter. Right. Kind of higher. has got a lot of experience, though. I mean... That that he does. He's 30, a, 32 fights in total. 25, 12, and 5. That's interesting to have 5 no... Or 5... Uh, no contests or draws. I've never seen anyone with that many no, that's a draws lot or no of draws. It's interesting, interesting style lines. But must uh, have been some fight style in uh, in this home country probably, where he's yeah. coming up, where they where they did that a lot. Where Japan, if it wasn't, a, they didn't do a decisive winner. They said, "Oh, people win." Yay. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, yeah, Japan does have different rules as far as mm-hmm. things going to a draw and. So I, I guess that makes a little bit of sense, but yeah, I don't think McDonald has any issue here. I think I don't he either. takes care of business and starts working his way back up, seeing where he uh, where he fits into the mix there, where he left off. Well, 135. 
Let's see what happens with McDonald, and I think he wins this one. I agree. I, I think it's a second round, maybe second round KO. Yeah. Or a decision. If he doesn't put him out in the second, it's he's not. I mean, I think a decision at all. It, I think just because he's been out for so long, it's probably going to go three. I can see that too. I mean, you know, long feeling out process, exactly. trying to get that rust off. I can. Uh, it won't be one. I no. Can tell you that much. It won't be one. No. It'll be three year decision. Because again, the rust has to come off. Um, I'm just. I'm glad to see Michael back. It's been a long break. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he's a fun fighter to watch. Yes. You know, he has had a long break, but he's still the eighth ranked fighter. You know, at 135, so... So what does that say about the 135 division? There's not much there, man. I mean, yeah, you see that Dominic Cruz that was sitting there after a two-year layoff. No disrespect to Dominic. Yeah, but after two years, give me a break. Right. You know? Two years and three and knee five, surgeries. Okay, that's three knee surgeries. I thought he was more than that, but geez... It seems like it was more than that. To that me, I suppose. D- definitely does seem like it was a lot longer than that. More. It's, I know of two or three fights where he had to cancel because of you know. Yeah, that is how Barrow ended up with the belt. Well, this is an interesting. This this whole card is kind of interesting because um, you got Michael McDonald headlining the the FS1 prelim yeah. main spot, and then in the fight pass prelims, you got. Poirier and Duffy. Yeah, look at what the heck is that? I don't, I don't know if it's just to draw more attention to Fight Pass. They're trying to ramp back up and get those subscriptions and get people into it because you got Silva and, and that's a main card people. fight. But yeah, that's definitely a main card. I mean, it was supposed to be a main card fight. It was supposed to headline the Ireland card. Yeah, yeah. And then Joe Duffy caught that concussion. Yep. Right before the fight. So they relegated him down to. Fight past prelim. Like I said, I think it's it's got to just be to try to draw eyes to fight pass because usually they put those so. those really you know unknown fighters, young guys. But I was quite shocked when I found out. I thought this was going to be either a main card or an FS1 at least. But. Yeah, you know what? Um, at any time, Dustin Portney and Joe Duffy could take over for Brandon Ortega. Yes, and jump right up into that Absolutely. main card. Even you know. the Trujillo opening up the main card to take that Trujillo slot. Right. Because Joe, uh, Joe Duffy's tough, tough, tough man. Very much. And Dustin Poirier is always a dangerous guy to fight. This is, It's going to be interesting because it's it's been... What? 72? They say you get, it's like 60 days you're off with a concussion. And he's just... Past that mark. Yeah. See if there's any lingering effects from that concussion. Yeah. Because I can tell you from experience, I've had seven in my life, <clears throat> and it takes more than sixty days to shake it off. Yeah. And some, you know, some you get a little mild one, you can shake it off in a few weeks. But I've had some that were so bad that a year later I was still dizzy, uh, you know, uh, vertigo and, and everything else. It all, I guess, it all depends on how bad his was. I mean. Bad enough to drop on the fight. Yeah. So I Dustin Poirier is not that guy you want to be. You want to be coming back off that off something like that. Yeah, it's you. not like a. a it's, it's, it's not like giving him an easy fight coming no. back off a concussion. You know, it's like oh, we'll give him Poirier. And it's Dustin Poirier making his return to one fifty five. Yep. Not having to make that cut anymore. 
Much better suit for him. Much stronger, yeah. 55 is a much better place for him. He's, you know, he made 45, and he, he, you know, obviously built for it, but I think he's better built for 155. I think that... sorry. I think that's, uh, I tell you, we record everything, guys. (laughs) Yeah, we don't, we don't edit. Um, and this fight, if, if... Joe Duffy has zero lingering effects from his injuries. I think he's too tough, too strong, and too much for Portier. If Duffy comes in there and you can see that he's slow and sluggish and doesn't have everything that he's got, Portier is going to pick him apart. I feel like this one's in Portier's hands. It's yeah. I don't. I, it's just too close. I think it's too fast of a return for Duffy. It's that's you know that's kind of where I'm at. It's, you know, if he still has some of those effects, he's not going to do. You know. That's that's my concern because Duffy, uh, Duffy, I don't question his toughness one bit. The, the guy, no, is, he is tough as nails. But yeah. if he gets his bell rung and he's not, and, and his head still isn't completely clear of the cobwebs from the concussion, right? He gets his bell rung, he's going to be done. He's, yeah, he's one gonna be, shot. Going to be looking at the lights again. And Dustin's not that guy that you want to go in there against like that. You got to be a hundred percent when you go in against Dustin Poirier, or you're going to go to sleep. And I think that's going to be the the result of this one. Duffy may have come back too soon. I think a he little should have bit, a little bit. left another 30, 60 days mm-hmm. before he decided to do it again. But you know what? Good on that, him. That's, that's the kind of guy that he is. He's tough as hell. He doesn't care. He would have fought with a concussion. If yeah. He oh, him. yeah. You know, he's, he's just that kind of cat. He, yeah, he doesn't have a care in the world. He just wants to fight. He's the last guy to beat Connor. Yep. You know, I mean... Yeah, that was. I don't. I don't think those two fight again. That's the same result. <laughs> I don't, that was, you know, a, 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 I think it was a teenage Connor. I think yeah, he was, was like nineteen. Was young. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely yeah. a young. Connor, it was. He was so. a young teenage guy fighting a grown man who's been doing it for years. So you know, obviously, at this point, different result. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, I don't. Joe, <laughs> Joe definitely does not. But you know what? In, Connor, no. in this fight, all things said, everything that we talked about. Um, no offense to Joe, because I think at 100 percent he wins, but he don't think he is. So I think Poirier catches him and 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 finishes him off. Yeah, I, that's just it's too soon. You're coming back a little too soon, Joe. And I, that's again, I'm, I'll say that again. I don't think Dustin Poirier is the guy you want to be in there against no. like that. You want to be 100 percent. You have to be 100% Plus. against Poirier. But, for the card, top to bottom. It's, uh, you know. It's for the a, first card of the year. You know. It's a good card. I think it can prove to either be, it's It's one of those cards that we're either going to be next week talking about how great this card was and wow, all these fights were good. Or, it was meh. Yeah. You know, a lot of, lot of decisions, a lot of. A lot of boring fights. It's a lot of it's up is has got to do with not the main event area. We got no. Lot, it's the know, middle Larkin, of that like Larkin card. and Tuminov. We're gonna see if mm-hmm. they That's gonna light the world up. You know, we're gonna see if uh, Torreo and Sims if they can, but, you know, do something. Are we gonna have a, a good heavyweight fight or a bad heavyweight fight <sighs> going into the main it's a event? Crap shoot at this point. Because you know Condit and Lawler are gonna light the light each yeah, other up. Yeah, that one I'm not worried about. Nope. That's gonna be fine. But the, you know the 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 middle of that FS1 card. Yeah. So it's a lot of unknowns, and it's I think part of why there hasn't been as much hype behind 
this fight, speaking of this card, the weigh-ins have just begun. Have they? Yes. Well, tune into those guys and let's talk about them uh, after the show and uh, see where you think. What about you? Where's your overall excitement for this one? You Are you kind of just kind of there coasting after this this ride that we've been on with the UFC for the last month and a half? Yeah, you know what? It, it, it's like riding a wave. Uh, it peaked with Connor. And then now we're on the back end of the wave coming off of it. Um, I don't have the expectations that I had for Connor and Aldo's fight card. You know, that card was huge. Yeah. Um, Any number of the last few cards. Yeah, exactly. Definitely my excitement level isn't there, but there are plenty of intriguing fights. That's the thing is, my, my excitement factor is... Fair at best. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking. I am looking forward to seeing it, but I'm not jumping out of my seat saying, "Man, it's got to happen right now." Yeah, exactly. Got to see it right now. It's you know? it's one that I feel like the card, the momentum of the card will build my excitement. If if we get in early, you know, Poirier and Duffy go to war and they knock each other out. Yeah, they gotta right, set cool. the tone. Yeah, yeah, and we keep that momentum going into the FS1 card, and there's a lot of good fights there. I can see this one building up to a plateau because there's definitely a lot of excitement at the top. Right. You know, like we said, like we said many times already, Larkin and Tumanoff are going to just stand there and trade. Uh, Stipe and Andre, it's a coin flip on on what you're going to get out of it. There's definitely the potential for fireworks and and a lot of lot of punches and people just going to sleep. And Wilder Condon's going to be a war. It's just the way Robbie knows how to fight, and Condon's been in plenty of wars himself. It's that middle part of the card that is going to be the determining factor on how well this card is. Absolutely. 100% agreed. So we'll be back uh, next week to talk about this one, and uh, hopefully we're we're all in a positive mindset about it and don't have anything to complain about. No, I don't, you know, I, we might have some things here and there. But I'm overall, sure. There's always, there's always bad fights on any card, but I think overall it'll be a good Overall, night. the main ones that we're looking at, the main ones that we're looking forward to, I think we picked... And chose our our spots of when to be excited and when to kind of tone it back and and ex- put expectations back a little bit. You know, uh, main event uh, obviously expectations high, but Definitely. we're smart enough to say you know well you know you look at Stipe and Andre and maybe there'll be something good. But yeah, let's not go in there with uh, you know Star Wars type hopes. Exactly. You know, with the heavyweights, you know, you always have one punch can end the night, mm-hmm. but you also have that potential. of Two very large men who get very yeah. tired quickly and hugging each, hug other each other for 15 minutes. Exactly. A Jared Rochelle fight. Oh, good God. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's get into it. We got some MMA news. Yes. Some fighters. Uh, so UFC has released some fighters. Yes, that, that end of the year slash whatever, first of the year. Uh, Congratulations, you no longer have a job. Yeah. <laughs> How fun is that? Well, not too fun for them. You you, la- you lasted another year with those guys. Here's your here's your thanks. Get out. Yep. Thanks for playing. Uh, have fun in Bellator. But there wasn't aside uh, from like Fabio Maldonado. Uh, there wasn't a lot of no, guys no, no. that were making big waves anyway. No. Uh, Kevin Souza has has done okay, but. Uh, you know, Bubba Bush has had some really boring, yeah. bad performances. Vernon Ramos. Yeah. Nobody 
Nobody really Chico of famous. Yeah, nobody really of, of name other than the Fabio Maldonado, but Maldonado's really fallen on hard times his last few fights. He's on a two fight skid, so he did an interview at MMA Junkie. Um, at least that's the outlet that put it out. I'm sure he did it with someone else, but Maldonado said he was completely taken aback by this removal because, you know, maybe his record wasn't the best, but he was always there to help them when they needed it. Yeah. He, he'd be the guy that always jumped in when they said they needed a fighter to fight. He would always fight for them. And that's true, and you know, but at the same time, there's a laundry list of guys who would step up to do the yeah. same thing. Yeah, and when you do that, you got to win. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're going to be the guy that says, I'll take a fight from anyone, anytime, anywhere, you got to be cowboy. It only gets you so you far know? if you're not winning. If you're taking the fights and getting your ass kicked, um, Maldonado wasn't going to be a headliner. Maldonado oh. wasn't going to be a champion. He was... He was, yeah, not even going to challenge for the title. No. So, whether he was shocked by it or not, it wasn't really... That I wasn't really that shocked to see him uh, on the chopping block. Um, Chico came aside there, Kevin Souza, guys that whether they were there or not, the UFC was going to flourish without them. So, Erica Almeida, Bubba Bush, Michael Laveau, Vernon Ramos, and yeah, uh-huh. sure to share them. Yep, to share them. We'll just we'll just go with to share. <laughs> so only only what two, four, eight eight fighters released. Uh, not the biggest number of fighters the no. cuts the UFC has done. There's there's more to come in 2016. Oh, there's plenty of guys come. on yeah. on some some skids that have either got to got to do something or going to be gone. And uh, it doesn't mean that their MMA fight career is over. No, it definitely just means not. That there's no vision for them in the UFC at this point. Fabio definitely could end up in Bellator. I don't think it's going to be a signing that's going to blow the MMA world back, but he's a body that they can stick in that 205 division. Yeah, he's a, he's got a name. I mean, it's not a big name, but he's got a name. Yeah. Bubba Bush can go maybe help him out in the heavyweight division a little bit, and they can have more boring fights. <laughs> It's, but yeah, they're, they're, there's potential for a few of these guys to, to sign up with pick up somebody and make else. Some money. World Series of Fighting. Ryzen. Ryzen, yeah. You know, Ryzen's always looking for anyone looking to fight. Speaking of uh, speaking of Ryzen, we got another story about a fighter that may end up with Ryzen. Are we going to talk about Heath? Yeah. Um, there was a... An interview that came out with a guy, and the reason why it piqued my interest is because, one, it had to do with Brock Lesnar, and I'm a big Brock Lesnar fan. <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar did an interview on the Stone Cold Podcast. They talked about a guy named Heath Herring. Yep, the Texas Crazy Horse. And he said that um, Brock beat him into retirement. Right. And for Brothers. the longest time, that's the only story we had because Heath never came out and said anything. No, nope, he, he just kind of he went into the yeah. underground. And he came back just this this past week, and he said that he Heath Herring said he never did retire. Nope, never officially retired. He said because the way the UFC contract was uh, set up is if you quit, you retired. And he didn't want to quit. He just didn't take any more fights. He let the contract run out. Right. So, technically, he wasn't retired, but technically, he wasn't fighting. Exactly. Now that everything is ran out, and he has an opportunity again, 
there are some of the smaller scale uh, um, MMA promotions looking at Heath Herring. And they're why still, not? He's still in a, in a good spot in his career, or yeah. lifespan where he can still fight. Absolutely. He's not over the hill. He hasn't had a lot of fights. He's had a lot of time off. He's definitely healthy. Yeah, any injuries would be long gone yes. by now. His orbital bone and socket is probably <laughs> completely healed now. Thanks to Brock. Yeah. Little size 27 freaking minutes. <laughs> you know, you do know that um, until Brock came into the UFC, they only carried 4X gloves. Yeah. When he came in, they had, they had to get a six, 5 or 6X uh, yeah. for his hands. Yeah. Just to put his... his Big meat hooks into a glove. Yep. Unbelievable. Fist the size of someone's face. <laughs> but it, it, it piqued my interest, like again, because I'm a Brock fan, but I was also curious because Heath Herring was uh, was a great fighter. Yeah, especially in Pride. Yeah, yes. It definitely his glory days were in Pride. Absolutely. He didn't, you know, his UFC career didn't work out so well, but. No. Definitely had a very good career in Pride, won some good fights. What do you think of him? You think. Uh, you know, it, the the articles didn't give reference that he was definitely going to fight return. No, but it, it did mention that uh, you know he well, he was involved with Ryzen. Yeah. Um, on the promotion scale, uh, has a relationship with the owner, and uh, as a history of fighting in Japan, I don't see why it would be a bad idea. I don't either. I don't. I think I see it as a good idea. Actually, um, I'd like to see Heath get out there and try to do it again. Um, Ryzen would be a, a nice spot for him. Otherwise, I could see him, you know, in that Bellator with in that division with uh, Ken and yeah, and Kimbo and whoever else. Dada Five Thousand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I sighed, but I uh, yeah, and rolled your eyes. But yeah, I would like to see like to see Heath fight again. I would too. I would too. I have nothing against Heath. No. Um, he just got he, he got fed to a very hungry wolf. Yeah, and, and then some, and, and paid for it. Um, UFC basically put him out there as. Uh, a well, big, it was a good test for Brock. Heath had a it name. was it was absolutely a good test for him. Heath had a name. He had a proven set of skills. He'd been in the fights, so I, I didn't think it was a bad way to go. I I I personally think that. Heath stays and does things outside the ring. Okay. For the MMA promotion, um, you don't you don't see him putting the gloves back on. Huh? Not in a full time thing. Maybe as an uh, attraction once here or there. Right. But I don't see him putting him in and grinding and going for a belt and being a full time fighter again. Okay. I think he's been off long enough that he sees that that he has other skills and he can help in matchmaking. Promotion and training and some other areas, and I think that's where he's gonna he's gonna live out his days and make his money. Okay. Yeah, I I think I think he's gonna end up probably in Ryzen. Him and Akibara have a good enough relationship. I think they're gonna give him some money and he's gonna fight again. I'd see it. Maybe maybe fight Fedor. I would watch it. I, I'd watch you know? it too. <laughs> I would definitely watch it. Hell, I just watched Aki Bono fight Bob Sapp. I would watch Heath Herring again. Yeah, and I watched Fedor beat. Uh, Jadeep Singh and that was really a terrible fight and anybody that was excited over Fedor for that fight you really need to question what you're watching but anyway so uh, yeah that that's our MMA news for the week uh, now we're gonna 
get into our best ofs. The best of 2015. We are now into 20, 2016, man. We're already yes, here. So. And I'll spend the next two months writing dates on documents the wrong way. Exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's usually until about March that I yeah. realize, okay, no, it's 2016. So it was an exciting year, man. A lot of big things happening. And yeah. We had, what, seven new champions? Seven new champions. And that that kicks off my first question, because we're going to be doing um, a best of series here. Yep. And as Jeff said, seven new champions. So I'll take the reins in the first one. On uh, one of my questions. Yeah, is, I, looked, I saw your notes when you flipped it over to the other <laughs> It's, it's going to be kind of a... Very similar conversation by the judging of it. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with all the new champions of the year, who is new champion of the year? And by that, I mean which Ooh, fighter? Yeah, that, yeah. This is one that I didn't give you. Um, which fighter do you see will be both retaining their belts uh, the longest and have the most dominance in their division? And the new the new champions are, and I'll give you guys these two. Uh, Fabrizio Verdun, uh, Daniel Cormier, Luke Rockhold, Rafael Dos Anjos, Conor McGregor, Holly Holm, and Ioanni and Jacek. Okay, I didn't realize Ioanna won it in 2015. I thought she won it at the end of 14. Beginning of, okay, yeah. that's. I'm gonna. It's a toss up between Ioanna and Fabrizio. I don't think either one of those two are gonna give up their title anytime soon. Every other every other spot, there's somebody I think that can beat somebody else. Uh, Holly's got some competition outside yes. of Ronda. There are other fighters that could definitely beat her. Um, Luke Rockhold has some tough fights at one at one eighty five. Daniel Cormier is going to lose his Forget belt. It. Yeah, that, that's going that's it. going back to John Jones in a couple of months anyway. It's yes. time sealed and delivered. But. Between Ioana and Fabricio, I don't, I don't see him having a problem dispatching Kane. And after that, there's nobody else in the division. So, and there, if 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 Ioana gets past Claudia, she's pretty much done. I mean, she'll she'll clean out everybody else in 115. So, my choice is Ioana and JJ. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see her losing anything anytime soon. I see her cleaning everyone out. And decisively, and beating up everyone. Yeah. And she is so. I mean, the, the smallest girl in on the entire roster of champions here. The smallest fighter, 115 pounds. The most tenacity. You know. The, yeah. Oh my she's, gosh. She's a Tasmanian devil in there. She loves to fight. And she she's awesome. I love everything about her. And of all the champions listed. She retains the longest and is the most dominant. Okay. And, and of those two qualifications, she falls into it number one. I can't argue with you. Like I said, it, for me, that it was a toss-up between her and Fabricio because for the same reasons that yeah. Ioana, I can see with Fabricio too. I don't. The only difference I see here is Ioana is fighting a lot of young, hungry fighters where the True. heavyweight division is 35-plus. True. You know, it's, it's, it's an older division now. But who's going to take that belt from him? There's no new one in there. There's no new one in there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? He'll retire with the belt probably. Yeah. 
Uh, what are we going to uh, fight? Uh, fight of the year. Fight of the year. Yeah. Fight that's... of the year. What do you got? Oh, this was easy. Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald. I have Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald. Yeah, no, I know. There was I nothing close. No, there isn't. Know? There really isn't. I mean, it was just the fight. That was that was. Uh, that was everything you wanted in a five like, round war. Yes. Oh my God! It was. You know, they they, they beat themselves ugly. Uh, both both guys were yes. a mess. Robbie, Robbie, as we talked about earlier, ended up with with three lips. Yeah. Rory ended up with a nose that just couldn't. It was stop not there anything. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I had in my notes. It, it was, was a, and Rory winning winning the fight on the judges' scorecards going into the fifth round. Right. And so Robbie peppered that nose so much that Rory just said no mas. Turned his nose to oatmeal. Yeah. The Rory just sat down oh, on his ass on the cage and said, "I'm done. It's over. I'm yeah. Done. No more." <laughs> And uh, that actually also typed uh, topped SB Nation's list of best fights in Did 2015. It, it well. really well should have because I watched. I don't think I missed a fight um, in 2015. I I think it was the first year I've seen them all in a long time. Not missed one. Nothing beat that. No. In terms of quality and entertainment, excitement, exactly. and brutality, and whatever other. Uh, there wasn't a boring moment. In that no. Fight. No. Not a single moment of, of boringness at all. Fight of the year, by far, and away. Um, I'll throw one out there. Okay. How about fighter of the year? <laughs> I, for me, this is an easy, easy one, and it's Conor McGregor. It's Conor McGregor. Yeah. Conor McGregor fought the wars in and outside the ring. He put three fights by... KO or TKO in 2015. Including one with the, the, the champ. Yep. Which was the Aldo in 13 seconds. Yeah. Unbelievable. 13 seconds and unloaded a counter hand and good night champ. And beat a guy that hadn't lost in 10 years. 10 years over with 13 seconds. There's, there's no other. And he did a lot more for the company outside the ring, too. Uh, I agree. Put a lot of eyes... On, especially in the overseas markets. But yeah, I mean, he's got a, an entire nation yeah. behind him. He made UFC loads, loads of money. Tight, yeah. You know, which that affords the UFC to get more fighters and be better. So, I mean... He's looking, they're saying he's, he's looking at being the first fighter to go for $20 million to fight. Yeah, the first $100 million man. Anyone on that roster that can do it, it's him. Yeah. Anyone on that roster that's worth it, that that does not only the stuff in the ring but out of the ring that that's required of him. Yeah, he backs up. He did a tough too. He did an Ultimate Fighter in that year. I mean, he did a lot of stuff in in, in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Promotions, you know, going overseas, the tough thing, oh my gosh. everything, everything, and still went in one hundred percent and backed up everything he said he was going to do. Yeah. The difference between him and, and Ronda Rousey, who Ronda Rousey flew all over the world, did all kinds of that stuff too. Congrats on her. But as soon as she got into that big fight, she got her head kicked in because she wasn't focused on fighting enough. No, he's smart. Really, he's he carries his whole crew focused. with him everywhere he goes. So he can, tr- you know, he's going on the Jimmy Fallon show. He's in the green room training. Yep. With his fighters that he brought with. So they can go out, do his 10 minute segment, come back in, get another train in, and. Head out. 
go back does it to the smart. House. It costs a little bit more money, but he wants Spend to win. Spend money to make money. Exactly. Money. Spend money to make money. Yeah, that that was that was one of the easier decisions. Uh, what do you have for best feud? I think Jones and Cormier because they naturally hate each other. See, I I I thought about that was actually my first choice, but then I looked at it and that fight happened the very beginning of January. Mm-hmm. So that feud leading up to it was was 2014 more than 2015. So based on that, I had to change my pick and I went with Aldo and McGregor. Okay. The thing why I picked Corbin Jones is even though the big part of their fight feud happened before that, even after the fight, and Jones did all this extracurricular stuff, and yeah. those two were still... Oh, they hate each other. You know, yeah, they, they hate each other. Hate, I mean, even to this day, look, look what happened to Corbin won uh, against Rumble. What did, he, what did he say to his like, Jones, get your shit together, boy. You yeah. know, he was, it's always those two. No, I agree. And like I said, it was it was my first my first choice, but then... With everything happening early in the year, and though they've continued it on, it's not. It hasn't ramped back up yet, like it will this year. Coming into the, you know, yeah. we get closer to the promo for the fight. But Aldo and McGregor, the extent of the Jones and Cormier food feud right now is fueled all by Twitter. Right. Everything is Twitter now. I mean, that world Between tour. Them. Watching those two going on that world tour together in those embedded episodes. Oh, man. They had, that was know, tense. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, the, so you get through all that hype, and then the fight doesn't happen. And then we have to start all over again. And it builds. It builds. And now this time, Jose's a little bit more confident. Yep. And he's talking back a little bit more. And then Connor's <laughs> talking more. Yep. And you know, that made... It worth yeah, plopping down the sixty bucks, definitely. And that was why that they're my pick for the best feud. Fight didn't live up to the hype, obviously. I well, mean, the so excitement factor, yeah. yes, but but compared, I mean, at least Jones and Cormier went five rounds, right? Jones beat that ass, but they went five <laughs> but, rounds. You know, Jose went. 13, 13 seconds. seconds, and he kissed the canvas, <laughs> and then woke up and said, what happened? You know what, it's still, even though it only lasted 13 seconds, it's still such a great ending to that, because yeah. it shows, you know, uh, it shows a lot of things about Connor and uh, uh, what kind of uh, specimen he really is. Yeah. Freak. I mean, the, the best is yet to come. You know, we have not seen the best of Connor, and that's scary. Because of what he's done already. Right. There's already rumors that him and RDA are fighting in March. Yeah. yeah. He says, you know, Joe Silva and Dana White, and them say he get if he wants a shot at that belt, he gets immediate shot at that belt. I don't think he. I don't think RDA is the one to fight. <laughs> I don't think he wants to bark up that tree, I man. I don't either, man. That's not a dude that's that's just there holding a belt. He's a champion. Yeah. And look what he did to Donald. Right. Cerrone is a tough man. Cerrone might even pick apart Connor. Yeah. And look what he, he beat the hell out of him for a minute and he, he put him into submission. Beat and the hell out of Pettis. RDA's not, a, he, he, that's not the tree you want to bark up, man. Oh man, he's he's on a whole other level right now. And, and quietly almost. Exactly. I mean, you know, not, he, he's not out in the, the media and everywhere else saying, I am the champion. 
I am the best. Nobody no. can beat me. He's you just don't. shutting his mouth and taking his fights. Yeah, they had those business in the cage. <sighs> That's a scary dude. Very much. Where are we at next? Um, biggest upset. Oh, easy. Holly Holm. I don't think there's any other anywhere else to go with that. I looked up and down, and there were some upsets, but there was there are plenty of upsets, uh, plenty yeah. of upsets, but of that magnitude, none, no, no. Um, let's see, knockout of the year. Oh, knockout of the year, Aldo, Aaron McGregor knocking out Aldo. Uh, that one was more important, but the one I picked was Uriah Hall. Uh, Tekken combo of Gegard Musasi. Yeah. He had to hit that spin kick and he came around and hit the flying knee and, and knocked him out. Yep. I, I thought uh, in and of itself not as important but the technique that was used was, was just so cool. Yeah. You know, the spinning back fist and then swings right around to the knee and clubs him. See, I went, that was beautiful. I picked that one, I mean, besides the significance, just the simple fact that step by step the man called what was going to happen. Yeah. The Babe Ruth. I yeah, pointed it out and, and I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Yeah, and what happened? He did this, this, this. Bang. Good Bing. Night. Zach. He said, I told him he couldn't handle the left. Yeah. Counter left hand. Oh. He's gonna come in and throw the right and overextend, and then I'm gonna clip him. But for just for the technique. Yeah, oh, I simple agree. technique. That's a, that was a good know, pick. That was I, I when I watched that one I went, Oh, oh What do you have for submission of the year? Tony Ferguson's Darce of Edson Barbosa. I uh, I put Tony in there for a moment, and then I pulled it out because I, I, I the the reason I picked the one that I picked was just on sheer brutality of it alone. I put Jake Ellenberger choking Josh Koscheck until his face turned purple yeah. and foamed at the mouth. Yeah. Okay. I picked Tony. Over Edson almost because I uh, it was a homer pick, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, it's an easy pick. I mean, Tony had some great subs. Uh, and know. I love a Darce choke. Very good I love, You know, I love hand and arm chokes, Darce, arm triangle. So yeah. I, I love hand and arm chokes. Um, and his Darce was perfect against a guy that was, you know, against an Edson Barbosa who... Before that, I just, I just, how I felt before the fight, I'm texting you, right. texting Gary Rose, and everyone, all these guys, I'm texting like, I'm scared for Tony, man, I'm scared for Tony. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that first round was scary. And to have him pull, having, having so much investment in the fight, uh, emotionally, and to see him lash that darts up and, and pull, pull it over, and squint, oh my gosh. See, so, yeah, I, I, I loved it, it made me... It was like a, a flow of emotion just made me pop. I was I was so ecstatic over it. I had never seen anything like what I looked at No, I know. Agreed. It was just <laughs> wow. Wow. You've never seen a dude foaming at the mouth. Uh uh. Uh-uh. Scary. Yeah. But awesome. But awesome. So yeah, that's how I picked it and be caught Josh coming in with Caught him coming in with a lazy takedown and what do you call it, a, mod- a modified guillotine that he calls the ninja choke. The ninja choke, Got yeah. it to the ground and transitioned to the north-south and that was it for Koscheck. That would, that would be a UFC career. We'll see you, Mr. Koscheck. Have fun in Bellator. It was time. 
Well, he's still got one more fight coming up with Bellator. I missed time. For, it, was, it was the UFC time. Yeah, I, mean, time. I think it's time for him to hang it up, period. Yeah. But he's still got one more fight in Bellator, at least, or more. Anything else for 2015 that you noticed? Uh, well, we got the best card. Overall card was uh, was the recent one, I think. Uh, Connor's card. 194? I, I think so, yeah. I went with another. I went with 189. Okay. I mean, 189, you had... Two title fights, McGregor and Mendez, and, and Aldo, or was supposed to be Aldo, and Lawler McDonald, which was my fight of the year, yeah. our fight of the year. Uh, two separate flying knee KOs on the main card, Jimmy Stevens over Dennis Bermudez and Thomas Almeida over Brad Pickett. Oh, that was so good. Gunnar uh, Nelson choked out Thatch. Uh, to kick off the main card, Matt Brown, oh, I'm sorry, actually, the kick off the main card was uh, Almeida. But Matt Brown tapped Tim Means, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Matt Brown tapped Tim Means, and then Doomsday and Pendred went toe-to-toe in a three-round war. 94 was a, 94 was a, had the potential to be a good card, and the reason I didn't pick it was I thought there was, there was too many boring, uh, you Unanimous decisions. Yeah, well, the first... Or not unanimous, but just decisions in general, right. you know what I mean? Where there was a lot of exciting... A lot of finishes. Things. There was a lot of early uh, decisions on the on the 89 card, um, but they picked it up by the end, for sure. I really liked 94 because of having two of my favorite guys to watch right now, Weidman and McGregor, yep. on the same card. Two, again, two title fights. Um, a fight that was a knockdown dragout who was too scary. Romero and uh, Souza, two scary, scary men yeah. in there. Um, Even though I think Souza got robbed. I think Souza got robbed, too. I picked him, and I still think he won it. Uh, and Holloway's win over Stevens. Holloway's put on... Um, such a, a long streak now, True. and it was the combination of him getting over that upper echelon. I'll say, look, I put together eight. Now give me a shot, right? You know, right. and that's a story there. Um, Damian Maya, of course, uh, with a big win and some amazing jujitsu uh, performance over uh, Gunnar Nelson and Wyman. Although, of course, and favors on there. Tisha Torres had a great fight, and um, all the way down to. Uh, um, this incredible oh, yeah. display with Magomed. Magomed Mustafa's. Uh, everything, every everything on there was was awesome. Um, even down to a big win by Court McGee to kick everything off. It's true, you know. Court McGee getting that win for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, it was. I can't nice argue with that. I mean, ninety four, one ninety four was another one that yeah. came to mind. Uh, but I just remember when we were watching 189. Oh, that uh, was so brilliant. Just sitting there going, wow, we ha- I haven't seen an entire yeah. night of fights like this in a really long time. So. 189 overall was better than 194. Um, 194 carried more of my personal favorite fighter. I, I agree. I agree with you there so, 100%. 100%. I just went, went off of the way I felt with the fights. That... Uh, at 80, 89, who was it that really, it was Almeida? Thomas Almeida with oh my flying gosh. knee on That guy yeah. is a maniac. Yeah. He has got, they, they've got to do more with him. He is, a, he is a talent. I agree. Almeida's always fun to watch. 
So, yeah, good. That's 2015, 2015, man. man. It's in the books. That's a good year for fights. Can't take it back. Nope. It's done and over with. Nope. And uh, if you guys have anything that, that you think we missed, let us know. Send a post. You know, give Absolutely. us your opinions on what you think is the best of 2015. We'd like to know what your uh, favorite fighter what, is, favorite feud is. What you're excited about coming into 2016. Yeah. Speaking of, anything uh, to cap it off uh, you know, that you're looking for in 2016? UFC 200, man. UFC 200, dude. That's it. Yeah. That's where everything is pointing to right now. UFC 200, yeah. uh, Jones Cormier 2. Holly Holman and, and uh, Ronda 2, Aldo and McGregor 2. I mean, there's a lot of twos. Uh, yeah. This is uh, going to be the year of twos. Yep. But definitely, I mean, it's UFC 200. 200 is, is everything right now. I'm excited to see if, if we can finally get a UFC in Madison Square Garden. would be nice to get one in New York City, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. It all, they've, uh, the mob's kept it out for so long. Yeah, all I want is their cut, man. But I think I think they're they're finally inching closer and closer to to that spot where they'll yeah. finally be able to get the deal done, and we'll get some MMA in New York. Give them their cut. Let's do this. Right. Let's, you know, just let's let it go. Sell out Madison Square Garden, man. The Even if you give them a arena. cut, you're still gonna make money. Right. That's the most famous arena in the world, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's the tough. mecca. It's it's everything. If you can make it in Madison Square Garden, man, you make it anywhere. Exactly. That is the single. I don't know if you ever been there. No, it is I the have single not. greatest arena. It's ever been I made. have wanted to go very bad. It's not, it's not a 60,000 seat stadium like you know, like right. they did in Melbourne or whatever, but when you walk in, you can just feel, you, you feel different. Everything that's ever been through there, man. It's just yeah, the history is, is, it's it's insane. And, and I've only been there twice, and I absolutely, I, I could spend every single day and every night in that arena. It's, it's that amazing. Hell yeah. So, get a fight there. Nah, exactly. Get a what fight, about, Madison Square Garden. What about you? What's uh, what's on the horizon for you? What are you excited for in 2016? I, I want to see where Connor goes if he stays in his weight class or tries to move up. Right. Uh, I want to see the two, all the twos that we talked about, uh, all of him too, and Holly too, and, right. uh, and 200. It's it's all you know a lot of twos. twos. You know this is the year two. So, um, but the most important thing on the plate right now is leading up to two hundred. Right, keeping everybody healthy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to, to see where the camps of AKA and Winkle John and, and uh, Alpha Male and all those other camps how they adjust and progress their training styles to keep their fighters. Not only prepared but healthy to get in the ring. We've had yeah. a lot of pull, you know, a lot of fights pulled last year. A lot year of fights pulled last because year because of, of poor training. Yep. So this might not be the flashiest thing to look forward to. I'm looking forward to to camps progressing and and getting keep, keeping their fighters in the fight. Exactly. So it's key, and it's it's time to start figuring out how yeah. to keep these guys healthy enough and get into the fight. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov come back. Yes. You know, I want to see him fight again. I'm a big, big, big fan. And he's been off for a year and a half, almost two now. Yep. So uh, he says he's fighting in March. I'm looking forward to that. Um, is this the year of Tony Ferguson? And Tony getting a title shot. Is this the, is Tony getting his title shot. You know, he's earned it. Yep. Well, I mean, but then it does it's Connor going to be standing in his way? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. 
So yeah, so then it's 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 gonna be fun to see how this year's gonna shake out. Yeah, and, you know we're just getting started. So any uh, any final thoughts? Um, happy New Year to everybody. Um, I hope uh, the last one was good, but the next one's better. Um, keep an eye on us for our our new year and our new guests that we'll be bringing on at some point in the year. Yes, and uh, we appreciate you. We love you. You're wonderful. <laughs> no, a lot of fun from us and a lot of fun from you. That's what we're looking forward to. Absolutely. So, yes, uh, once again, thank you guys for continuing to listen and support the show. Be sure you go into the Average Joe's Facebook page and give us a like. Follow it for any breaking news in between episodes. Be sure to send your comments, questions, Whatever you got, you know, link those up on the page. We we haven't had any questions in a while, and we do love it when you guys ask things. So, also make sure you're going into iTunes and rating, subscribing, and reviewing. It helps us out immensely to get more notice when people go into podcasts searching for MMA. For uh, David Van Bogen, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>